Welcome to this week's episode of Allen Stocks Podcast, where you learn about stocks, investment strategy, and more. And now, here is your host, Connor Allen. Hello and welcome to another episode of Allen Stocks Podcast. I know it's been a while since I've been here. Um, I took a uh, vacation down to Florida over the past month, um, and I know it's been a minute since I have been on the show. But anyways, I uh, I wanted to get back with you guys and talk about some things that I've learned in the past uh, month or so, and uh, you know help help teach a little bit about that. Plus, uh, I've got some stock picks for you guys because I know um, that a couple of you have been waiting for those. So I wanted to go over those next stock picks. So anyways, let's get into it today. Um, over the past week, I was actually listening to another podcast um, on the Tim Ferriss show. If you don't know, Tim Ferriss is basically, I mean, he's a world-renowned podcaster. Um, he's got over 700,000 subscribers to his YouTube channel. Um, and he, very much like Joe Rogan, brings on a lot of different um, people onto his show and talks about their life and their goals and um, how they got where they were. Anyways, uh, recently I listened to a podcast with him and Graham Duncan. Graham Duncan, um, he is a big investor himself, and one of the subjects that they got to was talking about time billionaires, in that when you think of a billionaire versus a millionaire today, um, one good way to look at it is if you look at a million seconds, you got about 11 and a half days. If you look at a billion seconds, you got 32 years. And what Graham Duncan, the point that he was hammering away was that a lot of young people look at these billionaires and they think, man, that would be great. How do I get to that point? Without first thinking that a lot of these billionaires are in their 70s, their 80s. I mean, you look at Warren Buffett and he's he's very old. I think he might even be 90 at this point. Um, and what those people would give to be a time billionaire. And what he means by that is that when you're 20 years old, you have, you have 2 billion seconds left in your life if you live to be, you know, the average age of death, or if you live to be 80, basically. You have 2 billion seconds. And so many people, um, they take that for granted, the time that they have, because who knows how much Warren Buffett, who knows how much any of these billionaires would pay to have five years more added onto their life. And that's invaluable that there's no price tag on that. And I think that's what a lot of people forget about is that you can learn from these people who are older than you and you can do what they did. You can follow in their footsteps, but you have all the time in the world to do it. And that's what's so cool about society being progressive and moving forward is that you have the people who succeed in front of you and you can follow in their footsteps and do what they did. But you have something that they don't. You have time. And you've got 2 billion seconds in front of you. So what are you going to do with those 2 billion seconds? And I think that's important when it comes to investing because time is money with investing. The more time that you're in the market, the more money that you invest now and the more time it has to grow, the more successful you will be. And this point has been proven over and over again by numerous investors throughout the history of time. And I think that's something that uh, a lot of people forget about, um, but it's definitely something that you want to take advantage of and you don't want to take for granted is the time that you have in front of you. 
So if you have a goal, if you have an investing goal, a life goal, um, whatever you are, are, are striving for in life, just remember that if you're young and listening to this, that you have time to do it. So make sure that you get out there and you take steps towards that goal. Whether you want to become a millionaire, a multimillionaire, or you just want to be able to decide how your life goes and you want to be able to quit your job whenever you want to quit it, I think that you should, uh, you should definitely think about this. Each day that you wake up, think about the time that you have in front of you and how you want to spend that time to reach what you really want in life. So that was my little soapbox, um, my soapbox of motivation for you guys. So I'll hop off that real quick and we'll get into uh, some stock picks that I have for you guys. So first off, I want to talk about a company that was recommended by my girlfriend. Uh, the company is called Celsius. Celsius, uh, they make it's called Celsius Holdings. The ticker symbol is C-E-L-H. Um, they're selling for over $60 the last time I checked, uh, $60 a share, and their market cap's around $4 billion at the moment. And what's intriguing about them is that they create their own energy drink, and they're not owned by, they're not even partially owned by Coke. They're not partially owned by Pepsi, which is what you'll see in a lot of these beverage companies is when they're coming up that they'll have 10, 20% um, of their holdings will be uh, owned by Coke or Pepsi, um, but that's not the case with this company. Um, their $4 billion market cap is majority, majority owned um, by the company itself. Um, BlackRock, uh, which is a investment, large, large investment firm, um, owns a big chunk of them. Vanguard owns, I think, a little bit over a percent of Celsius holdings. And um, that's something that you don't see very often and their their business is very successful. Their stock's up, I think, 1,200% this year. It might be a lot more than that. I honestly um, cannot remember, uh, but it's over 1,000% up this year. Um, I bought them about three months ago, and it's been very successful. I think I'm up close to 100% on Celsius, and I, I think there's a lot more room to grow. Um, there, there's two ways to look at Celsius in that you're buying it, in anticipation of them being acquired by Pepsi or, or um, Coke. And you can also buy it in hopes that they get bigger because they're currently sitting at a $4 billion market cap, which is kind of on the, you know, it's on the edge of being too expensive to acquire uh, for Coke and Pepsi. I mean, you look at these companies and the beverage companies that they have acquired in the past, and $4 billion is not a... Uh, not a small number for either of these companies. Yes, they're large, um, but that's quite uh, quite an acquisition for either of these. So in hopes that they would be acquired, their stock price would most likely be, uh, be sent up um, and you would succeed from that uh, acquisition if you were owning Celsius Holdings, which is, uh, would not be a bad thing for me. Um, and it wouldn't be a bad thing for you if you own Celsius. But uh, there's also the part of me that, that wants them to um, not be acquired and see how far this company can go. Um, so what they offer is a form of a healthy energy drink. And the energy drink uh, is it's really good. I've had it myself. It tastes fantastic. Um, and it's advertised as being healthier than, you know, your Red Bull, your uh, Monster energy drink. And Monster, by the way, um, was one of I don't know if you guys know of Motley Fool, um, but they're a stock picking service. And Monster Energy, Monster Energy Drink 
uh, was one of their best stock picks ever in the history of Motley Fool. Um, and, and so obviously, you know, I don't know if it's going to be that big, but uh, it could very well um, be successful down the road. If you look at their revenue growth, which is something that I always stress with companies and that you want to make sure that they're growing and there's room to grow, um, which there's definitely a lot more room to grow for this company because they don't own a ton of market share, but their revenue is up 90% or nearly 90% since 2019 to 2020. Um, and I think that we're going to con continue to see a lot more revenue growth of this company as they break into the market and uh, capture more of that market share of the energy space, energy drink space. A lot of famous investors such as Peter Lynch talk about buying companies that create products that you like, you buy, and you enjoy. Um, he talks about, or Peter, Peter Lynch talks about how in the same way that you would go and buy a product from a company, you should make sure that you enjoy their product before you buy that stock in that company. And I think that's important, and he talks about that in uh, his book, One Up on Wall Street. And the premise of that book is that us common consumers, you could say, have a step up on Wall Street because we're out there, um, we're buying products, we are consuming all these goods, and we experience what goods are, what goods taste good, um, you know, what hotels we enjoy. Um, and because of that, we have a step up on Wall Street because we're like, okay, this is a good product. Let me go buy their stock before they're out on Wall Street. And as soon as Wall Street takes it over, you know, who knows what's going to happen to their stock. But we have that step up as consumers. Another company that I wanted to talk about today was Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing. The ticker symbol is TSM. This is one of my favorite stocks I have ever owned. Um, I think that it's going to be one of my, my, my most successful stocks of all time um, in years to come. And uh, their potential for growth is through the ceiling. TSM, basically what they do is they manufacture semiconductors for semiconductor companies. So NVIDIA, AMD, Intel's about to get into a deal with uh, TSM, and they create the semiconductors. And then they send them to TSM, and TSM manufactures them over in Indonesia. They manufacture them in Taiwan, and uh, they recently opened a few manufacturing plants in the U.S. I think Arizona was the first big uh, manufacturing plant that they had over there. So that happened earlier this year. So my stock pitch for Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing basically goes like this. And this was... This goes back to uh, the gold rush in California. Um, this is, you know, cent century ago. When everyone was going out to California looking for gold, they were digging and digging, and people would buy land, and the land was going up in value. And there's a saying that goes like this, and it's that the people who made the money and the gold rush weren't the ones digging for the gold. They were the ones selling the shovels. And I think that's... Uh, the way to pitch TSM, in that they're not looking for gold, they're not creating new technology that's going to change the world. That's AMD and NVIDIA, and possibly Intel. Those are the ones who are going to create the technology, who are digging for gold, per se, but TSM is sitting there, and they're going to benefit from whoever changes the world with their technology, and they're going to manufacture their chips. And if one chip maker does better than the other, TSM, you know, they're doing the same because they're manufacturing that company's chips. They are creating the shovel uh, for success because they're not the ones 
looking for gold. They are the ones making the shovels. And that's my stock pitch for TSM. Um, they're trading for about $125 a share. And their market cap is not even close to that of AMD or NVIDIA. And their name keeps popping up in a bunch of different funds that I follow um, that are beginning to talk about TSM, beginning to include it in their portfolio. And I think a lot more people um, are going to be uh, opening their eyes to the potential success of this company. Well, that concludes my show today. Thank you guys for tuning in. Again, um, I am not an investment professional. All the advice that I give is educational. Um, it is not professional investment advice. So do not buy or sell based on anything, um, based on solely anything that you have heard in today's show. If you liked this episode, please like and subscribe to hear the next great episode on Allen Stocks Podcast. Also, to contact us or learn more, please visit allenstocks.com.